Welcome back, dudes and dudettes. This is podcast episode number 164. 164, welcome back to The Anxious Truth. Welcome back to the show. Glad you guys are here. Today, we're going to do part two of my conversation with Lily Bloomberg. If you guys have not listened to part one, this is that's episode 163 from last week. Go back and to listen to that one first before you listen to this one. It will make more sense to you. So in this episode, Lily, we we in the last episode, we talked about her anxiety problems stemming all the way back to childhood. In this episode, we talked about the recovery process and what started to move her forward and what changed it and what taught her how to not to be afraid of her anxiety and how to relate to it in a different way. So it's a really good story. You've heard all of these concepts before again and again and again. But I'm telling you, Lily brings a twist to this that we haven't really explored. And you'll see when you listen to this. So she'll be on in a second. We'll bring her on. Before we do, I'm not going to tell you about my book, which is called The Anxious Truth. And you can find it on Amazon and all the book places. But I'm not going to tell you about that. I'm going to tell you about a free, one, a literally 100% free. There's nothing to buy. There's no catch to this. It is a one-hour video training, a workshop that I did about two months ago that t- walks you through the recovery process step-by-step from the very beginning to the very end. I cannot solve your anxiety problem in an hour workshop, video workshop, but I can at least get you pointed in the right direction. And that was my goal when I recorded this. So if you go to the anxioustruth.com slash workshop one, or if we just go to the anxioustruth.com, it's linked right on the homepage, right near the top there. You just register, pop in your email address. You can watch the one hour video whenever you want, anytime. It doesn't matter. You can watch it as often as you want. And hopefully, if you're not sure what to do next, if you're confused, you're lost, you don't know where to start, that's a place to start. It's an hour of your time and it's 100% totally free. So take advantage of it. That's why I put it out there. A bunch of people have gone through it already. They're digging it. So hopefully you will too. Go check it out. Theanxioustruth.com slash workshop one. And now let's get Lily on. We'll tell, let her tell the rest of the story. It's a really good conversation. And I will see you guys at the end for all of her links and the usual wrap up. So see you in a bit. All righty, we are back with Lily. For those of you who've been waiting patiently for a week, and if, and if it's in the future and you're just binge listening, then you've waited all of like 42 seconds. So <laughs> if you waited for a week, welcome back to part two with Lily Bloomberg. Um, we're going to pick up where Lily left off last time, which is in the previous episode, which I think is episode 163. You're going to have to go back and listen to that one first, then come here and listen. So you will hear Lily's backstory of all of her anxiety issues. And then we will pick up now going forward is to the part where we get better. That's the fun part, the happy ending, right? So yes. Lily, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, we're, we're in okay. the same. We, we just we're recording on the same day. So I ain't gonna lie. Like I just hit the stop button and started again. So you know, behind the scenes, but yes, good. Transparency <laughs> is great. It's, it's all good. So where we were is you had gone through the entire thing. Like I said, you guys go listen to the first episode first. And suddenly, it is Suri, Suri Taylor, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. You, you stumble on her and we'll link her in all of the social media for this too, because I know I've seen you work with her online and yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that's great. And so she kind of teaches you like, Hey, you don't have to do all this stuff that you're doing. It's okay. Stop. Yes. And also that what I was doing was keeping me stuck in suffering. Correct. That was like, Oh, wow. Um, you know, she, she shares, the three principles, which is what my, my coaching is based on, too, right. which is just they were founded by Sydney Banks. And so it's like learning about thoughts, you know, and they're not anything like, I think they have, we have a lot in common from what you and I talk about, of yeah. just this understanding of anxiety, Sure, understanding how our thoughts work, that we can't control our thoughts and we don't need to. Um, humans think. Yeah. Humans think. And that also the great thing about that is that when we don't resist our thoughts, but we'd also don't put so much weight in them and make up this whole story and begin ruminating that then our thoughts flow. 
without us doing anything. So there was like, oh, one, if I don't do anything, my thoughts will change and my feelings will change. So I can have a thought like, ah, what if my parents die in this plane crash and I don't need to do, and she didn't even actually explicitly say like, oh, you don't need to do this. But it was like, I thought if I had a thought and I had a bad feeling that went with it, that meant that that thought was true. And now I realize the only reason I feel bad is because my thinking's off, you know, that it's, there's not this correlation. It was like, okay. Yeah. And, and, you know, and just like more and more, like you can just leave it. Um, Yeah. It doesn't make it true. And all that effort to try to make it not true makes it stickier mm -hmm. and stickier and stickier over time. Yeah. Yes. I had a lot of, um, which not to go back into that, but you know, a lot of what would have been kind of, I had some compulsions, but a lot of just that pure OCD of so much illumination research, you know, And so I was like, oh, I, I, you know, if I had a thought, I didn't need to go and spend hours researching and trying to get to the bottom of it or ruminating in my head. In fact, by me doing those things, they were just keeping me in this stress cycle. So, but she also wasn't even sharing that exactly. It was just really understanding anxiety. And I had thought before one, that if I did if I ate perfectly, if I slept perfectly, if I followed all of these exercises, you know, mental health exercises or perfectly, I would never be anxious again. Yeah. And what I realized is I would, I don't have disordered anxiety, but I'm going to have an anxious thought because I'm a human being. Um, and it was just kind of viewing, Oh, like things in such a different light because I just held it like this perfect standard, which then I was like, had to be on guard because I thought, well, no, let me like keep it. And then I started slowly realizing that it wasn't, I didn't have to be afraid of it. Yeah, that yeah. if I, I didn't have to, another huge part was I was always planning. Like one, I didn't want it to happen, but what if I did have a panic attack? What would I do? And the, the plan was how do I make it stop? How do I get away from it? How do yeah, I? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what am I going to do in X, Y, or Z situation? And one thing that I realized too, with understanding the three principles was how my wisdom's always there. It was there the first time I had a panic attack, which I thought like, let me make sure this thing never happens again. And then I realized, oh my gosh, but look at how beautifully I handled it. Even though I didn't think so at the time that I was experiencing this like almost out of body experience with derealization. And I pulled off the freeway. I called my mom. I called my psychiatrist, like, look, so what, what's to plan for? Like if anything happens, I will get through it. My wisdom will guide me through it every, you know, and I just saw how beautifully it did. And so, you know, if I had that thought, it was like, well, there's nothing to resist because it will be fine. That's a, so this is such an interesting conversation. I'm really digging this because I will freely admit full disclosure. I'm not a fan of the three principles at all. I'm kind of, I'm kind of against it always (laughs) in context because, but you are amazing with this because you actually bridged the gap. You're the first person I found that actually took that and applied it constructively to how can I change the way I'm doing and or not doing in an active voice with my, mm-hmm. my anxiety problems. Because my, my criticism of it is for people with disordered anxiety, the principles are okay. There's nothing wrong with them, but they don't actually give you the roadmap. You took it and put it into action. So that is a huge leap that I give you huge props for making. Like my wisdom is with me sounds beautiful and soothing and and very esoteric and spiritual, but what does it actually mean? It means that when you got super derealized on the freeway in LA, that 
well, okay, my wisdom is with me means I can tolerate this. I can navigate through this. Yeah. I, I yeah. want to like, I'm like a full fist pumpy here. Like, cause it's really great. Oh, it's you. super great Thank to you. see you do that. Um, but, and I also think that the first thing that you did where you had to realize like, oh, I'm keeping myself in this state, like every, the dominoes just sort of falling together then at that point. No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I think for me, the three principles were, it was the, they allowed me to have insights. Like it, I had, I knew it up here from yeah. my mental health training. Right. Right. Um, you know, I'm trained in cognitive behavioral therapy. I'm trained in a lot, you yeah, know? Right. Um, and then I went and did it on myself and had a lot. And like, I knew it up here, but for me, the three, the three principles brought it to my heart, to my knowing, but in my coaching, like I, I talk about that, but I also am, it is a bit action because right. I'm, I'm me. And so it's like, well, what do you do? And, and I also, some of that psychoeducation of understanding the health yeah. anxiety cycle, understanding. Right. But what I saw, you know, and that's why I think there's so many ways to healing where for some people, um, that's just super exciting. I don't know why I'm, yeah. such, a, I'm such a nerd so, with this stuff. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So for me, I think it was like, oh, that allowed me to rest, you know, in a deeper way than I thought I had to be on guard, even as a little girl, like, yeah. and I started realizing, oh, just because I had that thought didn't mean that it was true. Like the world wasn't such a scary place. And I, something about it stopped, allowed me to finally breathe and settle. And, and then I think some of my symptoms where I was able to kind of heal them because, you know, when we're in constant fight or flight, our body, right. we're supposed to be there for like 30 minutes, every, you know, 24 to 72 hours, not like constantly yeah, forever. Um, yeah. But you know, I would also wake up and be like, is my breathing anxiety gone? Like, is this gone? And then once I started kind of getting onto a better path, it was like, it can be there. It cannot be there. You know, I just was, what? I became more easygoing, yeah. but like, yeah. um, when does it go away? When you stop caring, if it goes away. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So and I started, again, a paradox, but that's true. Yeah. I stopped fearing anxiety and fearing panic. Um, and it was like, oh, if they come, you know, I think it also allowed me then to like raise my distress tolerance um, and panic attacks last like four minutes, you know, their life cycle is, is short, but I could la make them last like hours. And then I'd be kind of stuck in that sometimes place of derealization and, you know, feeling like my nerves were exposed, yeah, you sure. know, very jumpy, very startling for weeks. Um, and, but so it's not like, oh, I instantly was like, oh, now you're night and day, but it was like, okay, you know, I don't know exactly when that happened, but like, okay, if a panic attack comes, cause I realized what I was doing was almost bringing them on themselves. Like right. I'd get in the car and I'd be like, is there any hint it, it is, Oh, you know? And then it was like, I have this feeling on my forearms and I'd be like, Oh no, it's here. And then it would just be like, it's, you know, and I would off also, I think you had mentioned this, um, on a, an Instagram live you had did with, with Josh, I would leave you know, I would leave work, I would have a panic attack in the car. And then I would, you know, have somebody come and get me. And then I would settle back yes. at home. Yeah. You know? So it must've um, been the leaving that did it. Right. Yes. And so I, you know, then I also had times when I didn't go on the freeway. And so I started to realize that my body would come back into balance. Like, and so that was another thing that like a huge insight for me was that my body would always come back in balance and it would come back into balance without me doing anything. And often faster when I wasn't frantically like tapping and cause I used to love tapping and like looking for grounding things and meditating. 
And all of those are well and good. Yeah. But how I did it was, you know, I'd have that anxiety alarm and I'd be like, oh no, like, go I got a tab, go right, right. You know, and, and then it would just be like, well, now here's a full blown panic attack yeah. because I would have yeah. sent, like, I would have reinforced that anxiety alarm. Like, yes, you detected danger. Get away um, from it. Hurry up. And then, um, and then I think I just have to go home and yeah. this, the day is over and one, I can't even drive. So I'd have to like always leaving my car and someone coming back to get me. But, um, that was a big thing of like, it would come, but because I wasn't doing anything, I could ride that wave. And when I would, I was more effortlessly mindful without intentionally being mindful. Yeah. It was like, I just kind of, I was able to observe it. Like here it comes, but I also, I wasn't like, it didn't get its hooks in me. So it could come and then it would go and that would be soothing me noticing that I realize I'm doing that thing and people can't see me, but I'm kind of mimicking. Lily's <laughs> doing like a bell curve, right? A wave of like, yeah. and that would be, even sometimes it would still come up and down in waves. It wasn't like it would come, but that was soothing to me that my tension and stress and anxiety and panic could rise. And without, with just me being there, not leaving, right? it would settle. It would fall. Yeah, it would fall. And that was really encouraging. Yeah. Um, yeah. I started living my life, you know, um, like not being so obsessive about sleep yeah. and perfect diet. I had also done a lot, a lot to heal my relationship with food, which we talked about yeah. before, yeah. you know, I, I, before I even found the three principles, um, because I, I wanted to get pregnant again and I needed to stop, um, yeah. Driving yourself into the my, ground. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but I, I'm a doer. So I did a million different um, courses to find food and body freedom. And so I like did, 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 like, how can I find body neutrality and then body positivity and intuitive eating and then just anti-diet. And like, I did, 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 I was just still so focused. Yeah. Um, I'm going to walk and charge my computer. So it doesn't. Die. Yeah. It's totally fine. Uh, such but, a theme, such a recurring theme here I'm detecting, which is I need to handle everything. And as it turns out, you're much better at handling when you stop trying so hard to handle. Yes. And I'm astounding. <laughs> you know, what's ironic. Um, I know that we're talking about, so then I went on like, oh, I have to, I, I'd always, I brought some of the, you know, the three principles stuff that was so helpful to me to the schools. But when I went, thank you, to do it in my coaching, um, I had been at such an amazing place with anxiety um, and food and my body and like just every symptom fell away um, that my relationship yet with food and my body and just my intimate relationships, my relationships with my children. Cause when I was really anxious, um, I yelled, I was very irritable. Yeah, sure. Um, and that, you know, every night I, I said a little bit on that first one, but I'd go to sleep just thinking of all the ways that I failed. And a lot of it was how, I wasn't showing up as the parent that I wanted to be yeah. um, because I was so extremely tense and uncomfortable and especially driving. You know, I live in Los Angeles, so there's a lot of freeways yeah. and I was just was extremely chronically stressed um, and extremely, extremely anxious, you know, with physical symptoms and derealization and to have two kids just even talking, but bickering then sometimes in the car, I would scream at them, Too much. you know, like shut the F up. Yeah. Um, and I would do my tapping and my son would be like, oh no, mom, are you anxious? And Oh uh, no, the tapping becomes a signal to them. It, it was, yeah. Um, and I don't know where I'm going with this, but, and I would do then 
so many courses to, you know, I did peaceful parenting, which I love that, you know, I would wake up and I would listen to like this hour long interview and meditate. And, but because I was still really anxious, um, none of that mattered. Like, but then I would feel like a bigger failure. Um, cause I do this, like reconnecting to my kids and like, let me have this special time with them and let me meditate. And I would, you know, have all these reminders and sticky things. And then I'd be in the car or yeah. Whenever it happened and I'd yell at them, but you're trying to rebuild the house, but the house is still on fire. Exactly. You can't start exactly. rebuilding it yet. Yeah. Yes. So with this, when finally put my fire out, like I was, I'm just like such a better mother. Why well, more present? I'm more. So for me, the three principles allowed me to be yeah. present yeah. and to be happy and to be connected. But as you were saying, the theme, I guess that's what I went back to. So then I'm like, let me share this. And I started coaching, but then I'm like, I need to be the best coach I can be. And so all, <laughs> what a surprise. I just did the crazy deeper dive into the three. <laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> and so I, yes. And so I was like, oh my God, people are going to pay me. Like, I just, I have to be the best. Right. And so I, that's how my brain works. Even though I'm, I would not say I have disordered anxiety. I can still be. So it was interesting because I feel like my learning's never done. So yeah. that was a learning thing for me of like, oh, um, I can still stress myself out, obviously, because my thinking can be off thinking that I can. And it was interesting because at one point I thought, well, I don't ruminate anymore. Like no help. I, have, I used to have really bad health anxiety, you know, worried with intrusive thoughts. Those are yeah. gone. Yeah. But I'm like, I still do about trying to be the best I can on social media or the best coach I can be. And I like thought I was like rationalizing it to myself, like having these looping, looping thoughts and just like hours and hours and hours of podcasts and more groups and more courses to make myself better. Yeah. And then I started having some physical symptoms and I'm like, oh, I've done it again. <laughs> I'm doing it again. Yeah. But now you have that ability to catch it and say like, oh, I'm doing that thing again. We all have our bad habits. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you exactly. Know, we, and so I caught it. We should probably talk about two things here. Number one. I mean, first of all, the story is, is spectacular, and I hope that people are encouraged by what, hearing you doing what you did. It was hard, and it was scary. Yes, can we, like, you know, in a way, it almost sounds like, oh, I read, I read about the three principles, and everything was great. No, it didn't work that way. And I love the part when you said, I don't even know when it happened, but I stopped being afraid of it, which is one of my favorite statements ever. Like, well, when did you recover? I honestly don't know. I didn't wake up one morning and say, hey, I recovered. Like, I don't know when it happened. It gradually happens. But you had to do scary stuff when you panicked on the freeway. You had to just let it happen. No, that that isn't easy just because you understood the three principles. Was it scary? You know, this, I mean, I guess when you say it's hard and scary, I don't, this was so not hard compared to what I did before. So there was something about, because I think, as you had said, like I, I was such a doer. Yes. And I, um, so this was different but it was finally the most peace that I've ever felt. I mean, since yeah. I was an anxious girl and I was always like, well, if I line my stuffed animals up this way. So this was not hard. It was different. Um, yeah, you know, no, that actually is, this is one of the better conversations I've had on this stupid microphone because the, I, I think the fact that you came from such an active and frantic place, yeah. just a frantic life sucking, energy draining, fight, 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 fix, 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 adjust, adjust. When you have the ability to let go, which is, I use the phrase like all the time, which is terrifying for a lot of people. It had, I bet, was it like a relief for you to let go? It oh. was, it was. And it was. Whatever, you, just do whatever. I don't want to do all that anymore. It, yeah. I mean, because at some points 
I don't know if it was how soon before I found the three principles, but I think because of my franticness and I, I thought I was doing everything perfectly. And honestly, I am a pretty perfectionist person. So, and then to not work. Um, there was one moment where I was like lying on the floor of my kid's playroom and all I'd ever wanted to be was a mom. And I was, I felt very much insane, but I wasn't, but just this, you know, how anxiety, I had a thought you should kill yourself, you know, and that completely terrified me because as it can with somebody with OCD tendencies, it was like, Oh no, what if I do that? Even though that's not what I wanted to do. And it was like, I had to call my mom and I would, you know, if I, I'm sure I could have, but part of me. I was, I wanted to be hospitalized, but I also was like, I don't, I don't know if it's this far, but it was so scary. So for me to be kind of this fast and furious and frantic, frantic is exactly, I feel like I'd been on and off frantic for most of my life. So to me, something about the three principles just like started clicking and I could be more calm and more curious. And so it it was just different. Um, and it wasn't like it was perfect. I would sometimes was like, oh, this is too easy. And I go back to another, trying another thing. And, and then, you know, yeah. I'd be like, it, uh, it would work and then it wouldn't work. And then I just kept coming back to it. Cause I'm like, there was something in it to me that, that spoke to me and allowed to kind of unlock that not frantic part, that calm place, that curious place. Um, so good. And just kind of stay in that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And allow yourself the natural ability to actually just ride through it that you always had just never gave it a chance to come out. Right. So. Yeah. 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 yeah, I think. Yeah. It was that I never gave it the chance because I always was so, so afraid. And I started to see too, that what I was afraid of like mental instability or, you know, um, that like, is there a moment when I'm going to go insane? Um, it was, and I know, you know, everybody can have various mental things, but I'm like, oh, I realized too that I didn't have to like, ah, oh, I don't want to go there. Like I could reach kind of this crescendo and then come back into balance. Like, yeah. okay, like it might go there and I would come back down rather than like, I don't know, trying to tamper something down. Yeah, no, I get it. You know, you feel it's starting to go up and you're trying to squash it flat when in reality it'll hit that gentle curve and come back down again. That's just the natural order of things if you let it. So, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about another thing, which is the flip side of all this. All right. So maybe you have a bit of perfectionist tendencies and you're a doer and you're an achiever and you want to be the best you could do. Those aren't horrible qualities left to themselves, right? So there's a good side. It didn't, you know, I think some people worry that like, Oh, do I have to just become a completely new person and abandon everything about myself? No, I, I wouldn't say that you did. No, yeah. no. Yeah. So are you, um, do they just what, express what, themselves more in a healthy way now or a more productive way as opposed to a, maybe a disordered or obsessive way? Yeah, yes, definitely. They're, um, I think they're, well, you would have kind of nailed it before where I kind of catch it early, you know, and my stress tolerance is lower in a good way in that I catch myself like, oh, you, you should take a break from listening to three principles stuff right now and trying to perfect your course. Like I'll see it or I'll see, you know, it's, it's truly like when I'm stressing myself out, I'll just kind of feel this gentle hand on my shoulder. Like, and I'm like, oh, um, I'm not, I'm not trying to analyze it, but I'll get quiet. You know, say for example, if I'm experiencing derealization or breathing stuff, driving on the freeway, which doesn't happen often. So when it does, I'll stop and I might think, turn off this 
because I'll listen to a podcast and I get very stimulated. I'm like, I need to send this to somebody and I yeah. need to do this. <laughs> oh my God, I have a TikTok. And then I, you know, I'm at a stoplight and I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this thing. And then I'll think just nothing, like just yeah. turn this off for today. And, but in a, so that's where some action can come in. And I know I will get really stimulated, but that's in a great way. That's allowed me. I think I'm great at coaching because I will, I have two mentors. I have Sari Taylor and I'm working with a psychiatrist. Cause I always like, I don't, I, I want to have the best knowledge I can be. And I think that helps me stay on strange TikTok trends. Cause I will, I'll see something and I'll like get really excited and I want to write it and act it out. Um, and so all of those things are, are great. I think they've yeah. helped me have a thriving business. And I also, I love this. This is an extension of me. So it's really exciting, but I notice, and that's where it's a little bit hard too, is like setting limits with myself too, of you need to rest. Um, you and I could talk about this for to, hours. Pardon I, I, me? I feel you. I see you. <laughs> yeah. Very yeah. similar. Very similar. Yeah. yeah. And also holding myself to a high standard of, well, now if I'm in an anxiety coach, it means I should never have anxiety. Um, which as we know, that is not, that mindset isn't helpful because then if I would kind of notice anything, like I, then I would in a way notice that I'd want to tamper it down. And I'm like, what am I doing? This is, um, so it's, again, I think just my journey is always going deeper. Um, and I notice, I just notice that, but I think it makes me, me. And I think then people relate to me. Um, I would make just, the assertion that is continuing to experience some anxiety now and then I'm kind of grateful that I do once in a while because otherwise I don't ever want to forget. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and I think you might agree with that. Like if you're going to be a coach, if you're going to work with people who have this problem, you're going to write about it, talk about it. It really helps to still know it and feel it sometimes. Right. Yeah. 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 I just had a weird thing with phantom smells and I had not had a sticky sort of health thing or intrusive thought for probably two years. I'm like, Oh, how interesting, you know? So it was like, I, was kind <laughs> I, of like, I, oh, I can't wait Ooh. to tell um, <laughs> because it's like, yeah, I hadn't, you know, uh, so I, I, I'm grateful. And I think that's what's such a big shift is that one being so kind and curious to myself, like, and, and really like, I think before I just hated myself so much. And anytime I was anxious or I would notice that I would be this failing perfectionist, um, or panicky. And now I'm just like, Oh, I'm a human. So yeah. if I notice that I'm kind of being fast and furious, like I'm like, Oh, it's just, uh, yeah. it's me. I'm a bit more fast and furious than some people, but more often than not, I'm, I'm really calm and peaceful and and then when I get overstimulated and I take on too much responsibility, I'm like, oh, okay. And yeah. try not to give that woman who's hating me in my head too much airtime. And like, I, I know how hard it is to be able to do that. If you're driving on the freeway and you're feeling depersonalized and all of a sudden you notice that you're holding your breath to turn off that podcast or that course that you're listening to is not easy. I understand mm-hmm. that. I really do. So and to just maybe, okay, I need to disconnect for a little while. To be able to use it as a signal or an alarm or a, a red flag or a, a signpost that says, oh, you're doing that thing again, that is not, that's a, not an easy place to get to. And I think it requires a lot of self-awareness. And I, I, I don't know, just I applaud you for where you've been Thanks. and where, and where you are. Absolutely. Thanks. Yeah. So, so how can people, and by the way, for those of you who haven't listened to the episode before this, one six. Three, go back and listen if you haven't. It's the first part of Lily's story, but because uh, it, it was, it's absolutely worth listening to. But tell people how they can find you, all the okay, all the places. Yes, on 
Instagram, I'm underscore peace from within. Yeah. TikTok, just at peace from within. And then my website is a different variation, peace dash from <laughs> dash within.com. Cool. But on social media, you can just click and it takes you there and yeah. okay. you can find out more about me. You can go to um, theanxioustruth.com slash 164. And I will make sure I link all of your stuff there. Those are the show notes for this episode or slash 163 for the first one. And I will make sure all your links are there. So, Lily, this was so great. And it was so great that we had to turn it into two weeks worth of podcasts. And I appreciate oh. that you did it with me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on and letting me talk. Sometimes I feel like my speaking skills could improve as well. So thank you for allowing me to. You did great. Be wordy. Anytime. You're welcome back anytime. We'll do it again. All right. Come on. How exceptional was that? It was exceptional for me. I really, really enjoyed this conversation with Lily. And I cannot thank her enough for taking the time to be with us for like damn near an hour between this week and last week. So really good stuff. Here's the takeaways for me before we get into the nitty gritty and her links and all that stuff. And you heard me say it in the episode, the fact that Lily was able to take a framework, in her case, the three principles, which I've never been a fan of, only because people read it and learn it and think that the reading and the learning will actually solve the problem. She didn't stop there. She actually took that framework that resonated with her and then put it into action. She started doing things differently. That is huge. That bridges the gap between I read this book and it didn't solve my problem or this is, sounds really beautiful to me, but yet I'm still have the same problem. Yeah, because she took something beautiful to her and put it into action. That was the best part of this for me. And also, the wrinkle that Lily brings to this where most people take a very avoidant and passive approach to the disorders right? The avoidance, the avoidance, sit back, sit back, don't go into anything that makes them nervous. Where Lily took the opposite approach where she was almost hyperactive or hyperaggressive in trying to stomp out the disorder actively by solving the symptoms and trying to do, control every variable. So it's interesting to see what happens to somebody who takes the opposite approach, who doesn't just retreat to the sofa and stop and wait and hope. She did the opposite of that. She was just, you know, expending a tremendous amount of energy on the wrong things, and had to learn like, oh, I can stop doing all these things and then things got better. So this is one of my favorite podcast episodes for sure because of those two things. And I, and I appreciate Lily sharing her perspective on that. Anywho, if you guys want to get in touch with Lily or follow her on social media, you can find all of her links. She is at underscore peace from within on Instagram. That's how I know her. But she's really big on TikTok and she has her own website. If you go to theanxioustruth.com slash 164 on the show notes for this episode, I will have all of Lily's links to her Instagram, her website, her TikTok, all of that stuff. So theanxioustruth.com slash 164 will get you right to Lily. So you can follow along with her. I urge you to do that because she's just a good human and she has a lot of good stuff to say that will help you. And as always, I will play you out with Afterglow by my buddy, Ben Drake. Ben, thank you for the song. Thank you for letting me use it every week. It means a lot to me. You guys can find Ben Drake and his music at his website, bendrakemusic.com. And as always, if you're listening to the podcast on iTunes or somewhere where you can leave a rating or a review, leave a five-star rating, man. Like if you're digging the podcast and let the world know, and even better, if you have an extra minute, write a quick review of the podcast because that really helps more people find it. And trying to help as many people as we can is why I do this and have been doing it now for damn near six years or more than six years. Anyway, I appreciate you guys taking the time as always and the support you've given me and the enthusiasm. I cannot thank you enough. It means a lot. I will see you next week. Enjoy Afterglow. Remember, this is the way. No looking back or dwelling on the past. You know you'll never get another chance. To go and live your life